This is Jared Hawkins. I'm the student minister at Temple Baptist Church in Gainesville, Texas, and you're listening to the Live on Mission podcast. You're listening to the Live on Mission podcast, and we are wrapping up a series right now. This is the last episode in a four-part series called The Core Values in Real Life. And I hope that you've been with us for all of it. We talked about the bottom line. We talked about the hope of the world. talked about the ancient work. All of them in the idea of not just for mission specific, but how they kind of inform how we view the world and how we see our role in it, how we live our lives, just a daily life. Um, and it's all in the context of missions, but it's bigger than that. And so now we're going to talk about the joy of the sower. So many people, you know, they talk about bottom line and then they'll talk, talk about the joy of the sower and how practical it is, how many people have been set free by this concept that um, we're sowing seeds. And so which one of y'all is doing this? I, I forget. I'll start. Kyle yeah. will provide us with a lot of the biblical <laughs> scriptural references, but let me give you the general idea here. Um, the joy of the sower is this idea that um, that there is joy in sharing the gospel, like Lance said, sowing the seed of the gospel, even when we don't see the reaping, even when we don't see the fruit of that labor of sowing and sharing the gospel with people. Um, there's joy in that even when we don't see it. You know, um, I've used this illustration that for many of us growing up, uh, sharing the gospel was treated like the Olympics. You get a gold medal if somebody prays the prayer to receive Jesus into their heart. And you get a silver medal if you went out and tried and shared. And you get a bronze medal if you went out and didn't meet anybody, but you prayed for people. And we kind of treated sharing the gospel that way. Well, this joy of the sower, we don't see that in Scripture. And so Jesus has called us to be sowing. Paul said we are... Um, Servants um, whom he used, uh, Apollos watered, I planted the seed, God brings growth. And so that's the general idea of joy of the sower. And I think that's why it's so refreshing and helpful for students when they hear this for the first time, especially if they feel like they can't do it because they've never seen somebody uh, accept Christ on the spot when they share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, since you put me on the spot, <laughs> that passage you just quoted comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You can look that up. Where, Very good. Yeah, Paul talks about um, one man sows, another waters, but only God gives the growth. And I love that passage for lots of reasons. The part you quoted is one, um, but then the part I just said is the idea that none of it amounts to a hill of beans if God doesn't work through it, right? right. And so it's the mm-hmm. reminder that no matter what you do or what you don't do, um, the only way there's going to be any fruit, anything of eternal significance is going to happen through a conversation is if it's a work of God. We, we always come back to the idea of we're, we're not really good, or I'm not at least. I can't speak for you all, but I'm not good at making blind people see. <laughs> like I, I can do a lot of things. Like I've learned how to, you know, tie my shoes mm-hmm. and all kinds, all manner of things. But I'm not good at making blind people see. I'm also not good at making dead people come alive, right? But those are the illustrations um, that we have in Scripture of what it really means when a sinner repents, when someone comes to believe in Jesus, that God has taken 
a dead, cold, lifeless heart and made it alive, right? That he has made a blind person see. And so it's kind of that irony of evangelism. We're, that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. We're called to make dead people alive and blind people see, right? But clearly we don't do that. Um, we just present the gospel and hope that God does that through his spirit. Mm-hmm. When you put it that way, it's kind of crazy that we even think that we could, right? I mean, but we start thinking that, oh, this is up to me. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't do it right. He'll be blind his whole life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, and yeah. and that's, that's what I love about the joy of the sower because it basically just screams at you. The results are not up to you. Mm-hmm. You you have no say in the results. You, It calls you to faithfulness. It calls you back to like, here's what God wants you to do. Sow seeds of the gospel. Be on mission. Be kind to people. Sow seeds of kindness in the gospel and the love of Jesus into people's lives and then see what God does with it because the results are never, ever up to you. And, and obviously, when you're talking about missions, that sets everything free because whatever you get to do is something worthy of celebrating. Like, like Brad was talking about, well, we prayed and we sowed seeds and we didn't see any visible results, but man, we got to join in God's work. Mm-hmm. So there's so much freedom there, trusting that, okay, if anything grows here, it's because God does it. And if you've been taught that um, evangelism is successful when somebody comes to faith, and those events are the real success, those events are what is to be celebrated and enjoyed. If you've been taught that that's the only thing, that's the only way, is when someone comes to faith, then... Um, I, I, it's just not biblical, um, God says. And I think that's why most people, when they hear and see how what God's called us to is sowing, and they can have joy in it. Um, it's hard work. It's not easy. But to say that we only celebrate the reaping, we only celebrate people coming to faith, is arrogant. It's saying, I don't want to really do work. I want to be there at the I want to be there when God is quickening their heart to come mm-hmm. to faith. That's what I like. That's what I celebrate. Well, that's arrogant. To say that in and of itself, because and we also think that somehow we had something to do with that sealing some sort of deal, and that's arrogant as well. So if you connect all these things and, and all the core values connect and build on each other, but this goes all the way back to the bottom line. How do you live for the bottom line? You sow seeds. Mm-hmm. You sow seeds of the gospel. Everything else is totally God's work. He's even inviting us into his ancient work so we can sow seeds he's given us these opportunities and so why would you not celebrate that make a big deal about the fact that god let us play a part and yeah that's how you make um much of him that's how you bring glory to his name is that you live to sow seeds of gospel and the love of jesus and the lives of people uh, all around us and so it's so easy to talk about in that missions context but then why do we leave that that truth behind in all the other contexts of our lives? You know, well, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. So, <laughs> I mean, I do it all the time, though. I'm a parent, and I got four kids, and so I I somehow start thinking that the results are up to me. Mm-hmm. That how they turn out. Is, well, they're not. Is, you're right, Kai. <laughs> now that you say those words, I realize you know what you're right. The results are not my department, and so. Here's what God did. He gave me kids, said be faithful with them, teach them, disciple them, shepherd them, train them, try to get them to listen to you. Mm. Mm. All the results are completely up to him. How they walk in that, how they embrace that, what they do with that, where they go. Like, I mean, man, 
uh, we could be set free as parents if we would realize you have nothing to do with the results. You mm-hmm. really, really don't. And yeah. it's like there's all these areas of our life where we've been saying this a lot at our church lately because our church is growing and we need to remind ourselves it's not because we're so great. It's because mm-hmm. God decided to make it grow. Mm-hmm. Plant, plow, water. Mm-hmm. Only God makes things grow, whether it's your church, your family, your kids and their faith, you know, your youth group, whatever it is. And, man, that joy of the sower can help help in so many different ways with our lives. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. a I'm not a veteran parent like you two. Is this mm. like a confession? I'm, no, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. I'm a I'm a young man. Yes. Only 39 years old. Not even not even 40 yet. Mm. I don't even know that you could say I'm a man. This Real month, old. right? It is this month. This month you'll turn <laughs> I'll, 40. I'll, I'll turn into a man. You'll, you'll be a by man. Mike Gundy standards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come at come at Kai later on this month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. I've seen this same thing you're talking about, though. Even even in my youth, as as a younger parent, um, in fact, I, I do have a confession to make oh, at this here point. Oh, yes. Yeah. So one of the things I started doing recently is taking on a day of our homeschooling so that Emily can have a day off to do run errands, whatever she want, wants and needs wow. to do. Wow. And so you. No, that's not the confession. Well, that's like it's, it's you're just bragging about the rewards you're getting in heaven now. <laughs> now I won't have them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take them away from him right now. Just did. So I was really excited about this, right? Because it's not just to give her a break. That's a that's probably the main reason I'm doing it. But a lot of it too is I want to be involved and more aware of what they're learning, their curriculums are going through, all those sorts of things, right? And just for them to have a little bit more of my presence like that in that way, in that setting. And so, um, done it three times now and man, it's, it's, it's very non glamorous, <laughs> right? And it's school. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've heard guys say this before that ministry always seems way more glamorous before and after it happens. Right. Like if we were to sit around and talk about some new ministry, we're going to start, or even just something within I go right now, how great it's going to be and how we could really see the Lord using that because we're hitting, you know, this setting at this time or whatever. Yeah. And it, when we talk about the theory of ministry and the planning of it, it sounds super exciting. And then afterward, when someone's telling a story about something they saw the Lord do, it's always so cool to hear that story. But oftentimes when it's actually happening, it doesn't seem spiritual or, or glamorous at all. It just seems oftentimes awkward or difficult or you don't know what to say, how you're going to say it, right? Those, especially talking about like a gospel conversation, it doesn't always just flow out of you real naturally. Um, and so, mundane yeah. Mundane and daily. Yeah, mundane and daily. Yeah. yeah. And so even with this, like I said, this homeschooling thing, like it's been even a little disappointing, right? And I'm having to come back to this. And like I'm having to remember that like even just one or two small comments or conversations I get to have about the gospel with my kids through what we're doing that that's what God uses. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel glamorous. It doesn't feel like I didn't see any results. Certainly didn't see any results from that right away, right? But God is going to use it. Oh man, that's so that's so good. I, Kai, I remember when my kids were younger and I was going through that stage that you're in as a young man and trying to decide for <laughs> your kids and trying to plan like family devotional nights. And I'm 
I say this all the time, and it's not just a joke. It's it's true. Like somebody always ended up in timeout, and it's usually me. <laughs> and I I got to the point where about halfway through, I would just look around and go, "Okay, I'm going to just keep going as if this is all going really well." <laughs> and it never was. And you have to cling that hope, like uh, planting seeds, and God's going to make it grow when He wants to make it grow. And I, I the other day I was talking to one of my kids. I won't I won't I won't name this kid. Um, I'll just say his name rhymes with Austin, but I was talking to him about one of those devotionals and told him, and you remember we did that? And I remember like, that was the point. And he goes, Oh man, you know, I remember that, but I do not remember the point of that at all. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what? And the, and you just, Oh yeah. Seeds are being planted. You don't know when it's going to hmm. grow. You don't, the, it's not just, I plant it and I'm watch God make it grow, but it's trusting He's going to make it grow whenever he wants to, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes not, and mm-hmm. that's okay too because I'm I'm just called to be faithful. And man, that that can be really hard with parenting because we're wired to think if I do it this way and I plan it right, right? I spent a yeah. lot of time planning this one. I will I, get the results, and it mattered a lot to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, everything in life is supposed to work that way. If I do it right, follow X, Y, Z, I'll get the results that are promised. No. Hmm. And that's why it's hard to remain yeah. faithful on mission and living to the bottom line. And and it's hard to remain faithful in sowing is when you don't see any results and when it is mundane and when you didn't, nothing happened. You know, nothing's happened yet or you didn't get to, or you haven't seen any fruit in a long time. Hmm. It's hard to stay faithful to that, to keep sowing, to keep plotting. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think we could just talk about parenting in this, and I don't want to just talk about parenting because I think students are trying to figure out how do I sow seeds when they're on a campus and they're living on mission. But you know, when 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 it talks about in Deuteronomy six that talk about mm-hmm. God's word when you're when your kids are lying down when they're getting up when you're walking down the road and all those things that's that's just a sowing thing. It's scattering seeds sometimes you're anywhere like, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, conversation that you don't know what'll happen from that, but you're just yeah. planting seeds every chance you get. And so take that out of the parenting and put that on a school campus or a student who's trying to live on mission. And sewing looks like all kinds of different activities. Yeah. I had a good buddy in college. He was lost, and he was. we were really, really good friends, and I was really burdened for him. And I never could turn the conversation. I never could really bend it back. Occasionally we would talk about it. Uh, the gospel, or he'd ask a question. But I was faithful. I, th- I thought, you know what, I'm going to continue to read my Bible no matter who's in my room. If I get made fun of, or hmm. it's, no matter who walks in the door, I'm not going to put my Bible up. I'm not going to shut him out. Um, and um, nothing ever really happened. He transferred out a couple years later. And it was I think it was 15 years after that. It was just about, been about 10 years ago. Uh, I get a call from him, and he said, Hey, I just want you to know that um, I'm a Christian now, and I've married a pastor's daughter. We live in Indiana. And I just want to tell you that Whenever I would come into your room and I'd see you reading the Bible and I saw how you lived differently, he said that meant a lot and that that went a long way into me giving my life to Christ. Fifteen years after, and I didn't really ever I didn't walk him through the answer tract. <laughs> I didn't walk him through that. I just said I'm I'm not going to put my Bible up when he walks in. I'm going to invite him to my church. I'm going to every week, and he never went with me. Um, and he just said that had an impact on him. And so that's that's what we're talking about. That's. Hmm. Even when it doesn't seem like anything's happening and you're just plodding along and you're just trying to be faithful, God will use it. 
So God was using you in the early 90s without the answer track? Without the answer I didn't even know he was doing that. You had Al Denson songs on <laughs> I did. the background, though. I did. Okay. So yeah, he absolutely. heard Al Denson. He heard Al Denson and yeah. saw me read my Bible, that, and boom, he became came to faith 15 years later. I, well, it makes sense now. But we're talking about seeds here, right? Yeah. yeah. I just so want to say, as a 39-year-old, I have no clue what y'all are talking about right now. <laughs> you don't talk seen. in terms of 20 years ago or 15 yeah, right. years ago. The answer yeah. track was so awesome because it was a little square, but when you open it all up, it made a cross. Can you believe that? Oh. <laughs> That's why it was so, it was, I mean, Paul wished he had the answer track. Oh, I'll tell you that. Can you imagine there. what would have happened? Oh, my what goodness. What God could have done with the answer track? I bet track? you, I know. He would have turned the world upside, <laughs> down. upside yeah. down. For Christ. Upside For down. Christ. Yep. Boy, if we bring that back. When Paul was planting First Baptist Church of Philippi. Yeah. If he boy. just had the answer track. <laughs> answer track. He, he would have stayed out of prison. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, just what a, what a great story just to kind of put in front of a student's mind right now. Like, sowing seeds has so many different forms. It's, it's hopefully you will have gospel conversations, but sometimes it's what we've been talking about this whole series being a friend, being kind, being light, uh, bringing hope into a situation, inviting someone to mm-hmm. go to church where they can hear about the hope that you have, uh, the come and see, come and mm-hmm. see approach. Uh, that's all sowing seeds, and God wants you to be faithful to that. And He's given you opportunities all around because He's at work all around you to join in that work. Um, so, yeah, when you get to see that and you really understand that joy of the sower and you get to see how God works through that, we would love to hear those stories. We really would. Like, you share those stories with us. Tell us how God's working through your life as you sow seeds in, in just your normal, real life mm-hmm. into, into lives of people, and, and then God makes things grow. Well, that's a wrap good. on this series. It's been it's, good. It seems like we've seems like we've walked through the core values, and I don't know where we're going to go in our next series, but I bet it's going to be fun. Mm. And I bet we'll even get a confession or two out of Kyle along mm. the way. No, nope, that was just for this series. Oh man! Wow. Well, those are pretty good confessions. I mean, do you like this music? It's all right. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know you would love it, Brad. Oh, Denson. It's not out dancing. (laughs) But I pick it out based on what Brad likes and what Sarah will not. So so that's where we are. And uh, thanks for listening to Live on Mission. Please share this with somebody. Help us grow the show. um, And tell us, uh, man, if you got something you want us to talk about, these three philosophers sitting around here in a truck by the lake, let us know. We'll talk about it. We're out.